Life Audio. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. Yeah, we're back, yeah. baby, baby. Come on. Back in studio. We are excited to come today. We have a good, uh, I think we have a good uh, podcast. We're going to talk about something that's very practical and very important uh, in everyone's walk. Uh, and so, but first, two episodes ago, we talked about a fast and that we challenged you to a fast and a few of you responded. You said that you were going to do it uh, even in the comments. Uh, and so let's talk briefly about that. How has the fast been for you? How did it, how did it feel? What did it do for you? And then I'll add to it. And then I want you to intro the show. Yeah, I kind of I talked about it last week or the week before um, on the importance of just silencing the things of the world. What were you saying before we started recording about? Um, <laughs> oh, Houston Astros 2022 World Series champions, baby! It's not a big deal. Shout out to Taylor. We had him as a special guest on an episode. That'll be next week. Yeah, next, next week. week. That's so yeah, a good one. shout out to the Astros. Okay. <laughs> no, but but it's been good, man. Um, really, just diving deep. Um, I talked about it again the other week, Ron's yeah. word for this year that the Lord gave him was deeper. And I think about all of the staff, like the posture of our hearts, man, we're all there. Like I see our guys, our staff just really diving in deep, like yeah. really chasing after the things of God, really silencing the noise of the world, silencing the cell phone, silencing the social media and really pressing in hard to their faith. And uh, that's where I'm at. And so it's been extremely beneficial. It's been extremely beneficial. Even like the small actions, like not taking my phone to my bed, yeah. plugging it into my charger, leaving it on my desk yeah. and silencing it. Like, man, you don't know how impactful that is to get a good night's rest, to wake up recharged and refresh the next day. Yeah. Um, and just those little things, those little um, places of discipline where we miss the mark a lot of times. Yeah. And I think some of the people were saying that that was going to be what they fasted from or social media yeah. or something for a week. Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, similar. I mean, I, I chose to do food. Uh, and if you didn't know, if you only listened to the podcast, I'm a very petite man. Uh, no, I'm a very large man, so I get hangry. And so the first day or two, uh, it's not so spiritual. It's a lot of discipline and um, hunger pangs and reminding myself why I'm doing this. And then about the third day, uh, man, it's just like something clicks. And then it, I, I, the way I describe it is almost your battle battle ready. Like a twig, someone will step on a twig. And, you know, if you're a soldier and you're alert and you hear that twig and you're 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 ready, you know. And with that comes the verse that we've we've been talking about, you know, a lot lately. Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be satisfied. We talked about it that episode, mm -hmm. so shall be filled. And so literally hungry and thirsty for God, I'm doing this, I want to become closer to God. And in that moment of battle ready, everything slows down. Uh, things that seem important just really aren't, right? I yeah. mean, I guess they are, but in the eternal scheme and in the sovereignty of God and you see how big God is when things slow down. Uh, and I think it's just a, it's just a good practice. It's a biblical practice to really discern things. I think it's, I don't know how often to do it. I don't know, um, uh, you know, how many times a year you should do it. I definitely know that if there's ever big decisions in your life, uh, and you want to make sure that it's a godly decision because, you know, not, not all good advice is godly advice. I yeah. think we've heard, we've said, 
Uh, and so it was, it was just a, it was a good moment for me to slow down and almost get battle ready and hear from the Lord. And in, in those moments of worship and I don't know, it, it was cool. And, and after that third day, I was like, I wasn't hungry anymore. Um, you know, I was drinking fluids and stuff like that, but yeah, I think I probably could have gone, uh, for a minute. I did get sick in the middle of it and my body <laughs> not eating and stuff. It didn't work. It, it wasn't great, but <laughs> so I didn't go as long as I wanted to, but I don't know. It's just a sweet time. If you can get pet for bigger people, maybe for everybody, I don't want to try to put myself in some kind of, but if I can get through the first two days, it's almost something clicks, man. And it's just sweet. It's just sweet. And all of a sudden I'm fine tuned. I'm alert. I'm, I'm, I'm in tune with what's going on around me, including, and most importantly, mm-hmm. what God's doing. I tend to see people with grace better in those moments. I tend, I tend to, pray on a deeper, like more personal, like a conversation with God in those moments. I don't know. They're sweet. Yeah. Our spiritual senses are heightened all around. Yeah. In every category. It's crazy. Yeah. Hello folks. My name is Derek Greer and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Awesome. So lead us in. What are we doing today? Yeah, um, today, man, we're just going to pull out a couple verses that discuss the power of his word. Yes. And this has really been on my heart lately because, and this is probably bad to say, um, but for the first time in my life, man, I'm falling in love with God's word. Yeah. I'm falling in love with his word um, for the first time. And man, the necessity of being in God's word personally God desires to speak to each of us directly, like God desires to speak to us directly. It's amazing to get a word from your pastor. It's amazing to get a word from your brother in Christ. Um, It's amazing to get a word from those around you. But man, there's nothing like God ministering to you directly and personally through his word. I I don't I don't have the, the, the words to. Um, really express how profound it is when, when the God of the universe ministers to you directly through his word. And I'm in a season where things are just jumping off the page to me and um, God is filling me. Um, You don't know God's sufficient um, until you've had those intimate moments and encounters with him in his word. And so the verse that I'm going to discuss, and it's one that we've talked about, but Man, it's it's really hitting home with me is the second Timothy three sixteen and 17. Yeah. And it says all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. 
And man, I've recited this verse before. I've prayed this verse before. I've discussed this verse before, but he is illuminating the significance of this verse um, in the season that I'm in. So you've got to understand that when we, when we pick this book up, whenever you are reading the Bible, this isn't just like a normal book. Yeah. How oftentimes do we just flip through it and read it as if like it's a normal book by mm-hmm. a normal author and we don't read it as the words of God that come directly from the mouth of God. Um, and so just off that alone, you've got to know that, man, it, it's it's living, it's breathing, it's sharper than any two-edged sword, it says in Hebrews. Yeah. And so what does it do whenever we read it? Well, it teaches us, it reproves us, it corrects us, it trains us in righteousness. Well, why do we need training in righteousness? Well, because righteousness comes from God alone. Yeah. We, apart from God, are not righteous, but God calls us to be holy, to be set apart. Yes. Well, in order to do that... I have to be reading this. Well, why so? Well, it says because it equips and completes every single man of God for, for the good work that he has for them. And so, man, if I'm not in this for myself, if I'm not diving deeper into the things of God, I'm trying to cultivate. And this is something that's really been on my heart, too. I'm cultivating my own strength and I'm trying to, to seek it as godly strength. I'm cultivating my own understanding. I'm cultivating my own willpower and I'm asking God to come alongside me, but I'm not pressing into him. So I'm getting weary. I'm getting tired. I'm feeling drained. And man, in order to be filled with the spirit, you've got to be in his word. You've got to allow the word of God to be implanted in your heart. And um, I don't know, man, it's just really been encouraging me to, to train in righteousness. And I do that by being in my word and knowing God on a deeper level. Yeah. Yeah. And then the book that you brought up two episodes ago, um, what is it called? Pursuit, pursuing God. The pursuit of God. The pursuit of God. Um, I went ahead and bought it and actually got a message from uh, his foundation that after that episode, they sold 7 million copies of that book. And so they want to donate something. Wow. No, okay. I do, I do highly encourage. I, I ordered it. Uh, I thought I had it and I didn't. I ordered it. And I remember texting you a quote from it. And, and I'm going to butcher this. I was trying to look at it while you were talking and it got messages started coming in. But uh, it was something like it's not... If we stop, it, it's not a pursuit of God to salvation. It's it's basically the mark of a Christian life is repentance, but you're pursuing God daily. Mm-hmm. You're constantly pursuing God, and even further so, it's not God and. Yeah. It's just God. It's not God and whatever else, yeah. and not God and you know, good things. It's your pursuit of God. And so I do highly encourage you. Even one of the comments, I think talked about that book. Um, and even a devotion mentioning that book, Yeah, very unique. So I would encourage you, but you, you talk about this pursuit of righteousness and even our curriculum, uh, lost and found, but the scripture that the curriculum is based on is second Peter chapter one. It says that we can escape the corruption that's in the world that comes from sinful desires and then gives the seven principles of our curriculum. But that is training in righteousness. Amen. That's what those principles are doing to the believer. They're saying, Hey, grow in these areas, train in these areas. So if you're wondering what, how do I do this? How do I train in righteousness? Well, go and read the scripture, go and read just that scripture. And there's seven things that you could do. How do I grow in this? How do I do this? Uh, but what it came to me, I mean, the importance of God's word, even in the beginning, and you touched on it, it's the breath of God. It's breathed out by God. So everything else, let's pause before you get, that's good for training and reproof. It's good for all these things, but let's stop there. 
you've got to be in agreement, or I guess you don't have to be, but this word is God's word, right? He used man to write it, but it was written by the Holy Spirit through men, and it is literally God's words to us. Uh, and, and so in John 17, it talks about uh, Jesus is saying, I do not ask these for these only. He's talking about his disciples. He's pray- this is the high priestly prayer in chapter 17. Mm. And Jesus is saying, I don't ask all of these things, and I'm going to get to these things in a second. I don't ask for these things for these people around me only. Uh, the disciples, the guys that have been walking with me. He says, I don't do that. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. Guys, that's, I have it in quotes in my Bible, and I just, me. Jesus is literally praying for me right here. Mm. I'm going to believe in him because of the words of the disciples before, before me. And he's saying, I'm praying for you, and here's what it says. He says, God, sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth. Mm. And so if we go back in John chapter 8, and I won't do that. Maybe Jorian puts it up on the screen. I don't know. He's getting pretty cool with some uh, editing stuff. But in John chapter 8, it says, Then you will know the truth, and the truth will what? Set Set you free. free. Man, well, okay, I want to know this truth. I want to be free. I want to be free. What is this truth? Thy word is truth. God's word is truth. And so you want to walk in freedom? I mean, that's how important this stuff is. It's not just, hey, like he was saying, we don't just read this. like It is alive, as he said. Mm-hmm. It is literally freedom. The veil's been removed. When you surrender your life to Christ, the veil's been removed, and now you can understand his truth. And it's so important. I'm not saying it. The God's saying it. You'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Not only that, it's saying sanctify them in truth. You know what sanctify is. Sanctify is... Basically, God, it's training in righteousness. Mm -hmm. It's God using uh, the circumstances. He's burning away the straws, the impurities in silver that come to the top when you heat them up, and you knock off the impurities to make the silver or the gold more pure. God's burning away things of our life. I'm not sinning the way that I did a year ago, Lord willing, if I'm a believer, right? I hate my sin, and so he's, he's sanctifying me, and the way that he does that is through your training in righteousness. You go through seasons. I love in the episode coming out next week, we pre-recorded it if you didn't know, Taylor made a comment. He's like, man, one of the verses that's become sweet to me now is uh, consider it joy, my brothers, when you face trials. Like, what a mature thing to say. Yeah. Like, I love that verse that I can, when, when I'm going through trials, I really do can find that place of joy because I know God's doing something. Well, that attitude, and you can see the episode next week, it came because he fell in love with God's word. He fell in love with God's church, with God's people, and he started doing these things and growing in these things. Yeah. Yeah, and even knowing that, like, the assurance that you have in the midst of trials and how you can have joy, it's not just a feeling. It's the assurance in your spirit, man, that I have the hope of God within me and that we're, despite my surroundings and my circumstances, that he is with me and that he is for me. But even to go in, so you said sanctification, you know, the process of becoming more Christ-like, essentially, being set apart, becoming holy, happens by being in his truth, and his word is our truth. Even Romans ten seventeen, you know, so faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of Christ. So salvation and sanctification both come directly from being in God's word. 
I desire to grow in, in the intimacy in my relationship with Christ. I, I desire to grow in wisdom. I desire to grow in knowledge. I desire to grow in self-control and steadfastness, yet I'm not picking this up. And I'm, I'm saying me personally, there's been many seasons, and I feel like as Christians, we can all relate. There's been many seasons where we're not doing this. We're not in his word. We're not really studying and seeking him like we should, but yet I'm desiring a closeness with him. Well, that's not going to come until I'm in his word. That's right. You know, um, I'm trying to cultivate this closeness within myself and of myself. And I find myself getting burnt out and depleted very quickly. Um, but man, we, we must remember that the authoritativeness of scripture, it has the ability to not only save our souls, to sanctify us, to set us apart, to make us holy, but it trains us in righteousness. Yeah. Like if we knew that, if we truly believed that we would walk in it, we would be in it. Yeah. But we forget that it's like, well, I know God, so I can kind of get away with, you know, just going to church and man serving maybe on occasion. And man, I'll read a chapter here or there. And it's like, you can get by like that, but man, I desire to thrive. Like I desire to grow. I desire to know the Lord on a deeper level. And I'm for the first time in my life, I'm, I'm beginning to be consistent with it. And the love that I have for his word is something that I've never experienced. And it's not because Ryan's doing these great things, whatever God is doing inside of of me, praise God. Yes. Like praise God. I'm along for the ride, but there is a level of man's responsibility within that to man continue to do whatever it is that I'm doing. Yeah. That's Um, beautiful. And he's meeting me halfway each and every single time. Yeah. Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Full circle. So I've mentioned John 8, you know, the truth, truth, such free. I mentioned John 17, sanctify them in truth. Thy word is true. Full circle it back to John 1. Let me read something to you. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So you, the word's important, right? He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And you skip down a few verses, and it says, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So important. All of these emphases are the Word. So it's literally saying that this Word is God's Word, and Jesus is that proclamation of His Word, and the Word split time B.C. becoming A.D. became flesh and dwelt among us. So important that we dive into this. It's literally talking about uh, knowing God closely. Diving in. I mean, if you struggle with reading, guys, I understand that. Anybody could be watching this. I, uh, I talked about this at Catapult. 
I was not a very disciplined reader coming up in school. I played sports and kind of got away with probably more than I should. And so never got a discipline of reading. So it was very hard for me to read. Maybe you're watching this or listening to this and you, you can't read. Maybe there's some kind of a situation there, but I encourage you, figure it out. There's amazing apps that will read God's Word to you, and you can actually pick, like, different um, accents to read it. You know, I love, like, when I'm driving, listening to the Psalms from, uh, like, an African tribesman in, in Dwell. And it's just when he's reading the Psalms, and I'm just want to run through a wall. Yeah. But get a discipline, guys. If you can't read or you struggle reading, man, I had to pray. God, I see these verses, I hear these things, and I know that Your Word is so important, Lord. Give me a discipline. Give me a, give me a hunger for Your Word. And He did. He did. I, I literally became a nerd for the Word. Uh, and so I encourage you, as you're hearing this, and you know the power of His Word is the is the topic of this uh, podcast. Everything, as much as, as and, and you can go back and listen to the Four Pillars one, but as much as you're going to have lunch today or dinner tonight, as much as your body's going to crave physical food, you should do whatever it takes to crave this food because it, it, God calls it His daily bread. Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Get disciplined for this stuff, man. Get ferocious, whatever it takes. Yeah. I'm going to read one more verse, Hebrews 4.12. It says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Mm. I have written down here, uh, the word of God then acts as God himself so that one's innermost thoughts and intentions are exposed. And this happens constantly in Christian lives. It's amazing because God continuously calls us higher. He continuously calls us to repentance, you know. Um, he continuously calls us to grow in our relationships with him. And whenever, you know, it says the word is living and breathing, right, and it discerns the thoughts and intentions of the heart, praise God for that, man, because we can, even the good things we do, we become self-righteous in. So it's constantly calling me to repent of self-righteousness, constant, constantly checking my heart and calling me to repent for pride, constantly checking my yeah. heart and calling me, you know, higher in each and every single way. And I need that. I need that each and every single day um, and the motives and the intentions of my heart, um, even in within good things that can become corrupted very quickly and become about Ryan yeah. and become about what I'm doing and become about my image and become about what people think of me and how they perceive me. And being in this reminds me, man, it's not about any of that. Yeah, it's, it's not about any of that. Um, and you can know that, but being in his word allows you to see it and meet it face to face over and over and over again when he's reminding you and calling you higher and calling you to repentance. Um, it's just been a beautiful thing, man. I've 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 been adamant about repenting for for self-righteousness. Yeah, I repent many times, but for some reason that wasn't like I would always repent for pride. Mm -hmm. I don't know why he's been bringing self-righteousness mm. to my mind lately when I repent, but. Because like I say, even even within the good things we do and serving God and serving others and, you know, uh, walking alongside men, we can become self-righteous yeah. as if I have this figured out of, of some sort. And it's like only <laughs> the only thing that happens in my life that is good or praise God, things that God does through me. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll leave you with some practical things, too. I think I think and we heard this recently, I think it is vastly important uh, practically to hide scripture on your heart, memorizing scripture. Uh, I'll, and I'll share two very personal ones with me. Very early on, it was 
2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. And it was important for me to memorize that because I was still battling with that in my head. Yeah. Uh, I still believed uh, things about myself that God didn't say. And so when I went down that area, I would just, in my head, I would just conquer those thoughts with his word, mm-hmm. right? The next one, I mean, to this day, and I think everyone maybe should, and it's just about anxiety. Um, and it says, do not be anxious for anything, but in everything, through prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And so when I begin to get stressed or, or anxious, hiding his word in my heart, not only am I proclaiming his truth, his word, thine word is truth, but it also reminded myself of practical things. And I, I mean, I need to be in prayer. I need to, I need to be uh, presenting my request to God over and over. God, I know that you're bigger than this stress. I know that you're bigger than this anxiety. And then also in that scripture, it reminds me of his promise. Yeah. That there is a peace from God that surpasses all understanding that will guard my heart, my mind in Christ Jesus. And so I would, I would encourage you guys. I mean, it, you don't have to use the ones that I know that you have one that's been very powerful for you. And I think it's because of temptations that you go through. You need to be reminded that you're not special in this mm-hmm. temptation that, Oh, woe is me. It's not all oh, that. I think that's why God kind of put that on your heart for yeah. memory and, and a really good, strong verse. But I think you guys uh, practically put one, put one to memory, hide one on your heart for the days that you just can't open the word or whatever it may be. Yeah. So understand all scripture is breathed out by God. What does it do? It's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and training in righteousness. John 17, 17 tells us sanctify them in the truth. Your word is the truth. Sanctification, the process of being uh, becoming more holy, becoming set apart, becoming more Christ like comes through the word comes by reading his word. Faith comes from hearing, hearing the word of God. All these things come directly from the word of God. Psalm 119, 105, something I always quote, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Man, I constantly need to have that lamp to my feet. I constantly need to have that path of God illuminated in my life because I won't always choose it. I will choose the other path a lot of times, um, and I need the path of righteousness, the path of God to be lit in front of me so that I can continuously draw closer to him. But, man, the power of his word, praise God that I am experiencing it in a way that I have not before. And it may not always feel this way, but I'm always going to be able to look back on this time and remember what God did through me and how he ministered to me directly um, in this season. And it'll be enough because I know he'll give me what I need just when I need it. It's not always going to feel this way, but praise God, man, he gives us these intimate moments with him. Yeah, praise God. Is that it? I think that's all I got, man. Check this out. You just hit me with this. From being in the chains of addiction to God radically saving us. Again, not us, but God removing the veil, showing us that he is good, growing us in righteousness, growing us in his word, to now where he has us and what he has us doing. You couldn't take those same chains, tie them to 10 stallion horses to drag us away from his mission. Mm. We're here, man. You, you, couldn't, you couldn't bribe us away. You couldn't pay us away. You couldn't take those chains into a horse and drag us away because we've seen that the Lord is good. Yeah. And that's life after addiction. And you better believe it. Come on. Boom. Thank you for listening Boom. to this episode of the
of Life After Addiction. Life After Addiction is a production of S2L Studio. For more Christ-centered addiction recovery resources, please visit s2l.net. That's S, the number two, L.net. For more information about S2L's licensed and accredited residential program, please visit s2lrecovery.org. That's S, the number two, lrecovery.org. We want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the Life After Addiction podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find dozens of their faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and much more. Thank you so much for listening today, and God bless. Hi, I'm Beckett Cook, host of The Beckett Cook Show. I lived as a gay man in Hollywood for many, many years until I had a radical encounter with Jesus 13 years ago. Since then, I've gotten my master's degree in seminary and published a book called A Change of Affection. On my podcast, The Beckett Cook Show, I sit down with fascinating Christian scholars and thinkers to address the lies of the culture and bring the biblical truth to bear on those lies. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for The Becca Cook Show on your favorite podcasting platform.